0: Welcome back to Switchcast Live. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host Doug Tabot, founder of Switch Cars, and Switchcast is the podcast where we seek to educate, edify, and entertain you on the drive of your life. And depending on the week, sometimes it leans heavily towards one or the other. But uh, uh, let's be honest we we all got plenty of edu- education in high school and college, so. Um, Anyway, this season we've been focusing on topics that help you be smarter buyers, sellers, and owners uh, of cars And increase your enjoyment of the whole process So uh, we're having a lot of fun there And uh, along for the ride here is Ethan Huffnagel, the producer And Tyler Sanders, the uh, Ed McMahon to the Johnny Carson I'm I'm greatly overstating my (laughs) qualifications there And probably
1: uh, mine too, let's be honest (laughs)
0: How do you feel about that title?
1: I, I, you know, it's, uh, he made I've, it up. I did. So I think you made it up. You great. I was homeschooled. I didn't that.
0: watch Johnny Carson, so I don't know who Ed McMahon <laughs> was. Look, I just enjoy being here and hanging out and the Andy Ricks consuming a beverage. Yes. There you go. Yes. Uh, anyway, thank you for those of you that are joining us live on YouTube, TikTok and Facebook. We appreciate interacting with you and feel free to throw those questions, comments, uh, smack talk, whatever, uh, into, the, into the comment flow, and we'll do our best to address them on air. And for the rest of you hearing this uh, in a produced, recorded version later, we appreciate you as well, and we're glad that you listened to us. Uh, so a uh, little bit of automotive news to kick off the night. One is that the Mercedes CEO has announced again that AMG won't be bringing back the V8 for their E-Class and C-Class cars. Womp, womp. Which they said a couple years ago, and then they skyrocketed in value, and then they kind of tanked in value again this year, and then he announced it again. So, you know, yes. maybe it's true. It's, it's a great maybe, tactic. It's, maybe it's like the GTR, you know. It's it's final year. It's, it's we promise this real. special edition is the last one. Right. <laughs> Challenger Hellcat Last Call Edition. Yes. Last Call for real this time, version yeah. two. <laughs> Michael Jordan is retiring. <laughs> But no, for real. It's he, he said they're not coming back, and that makes sense. Everybody's going to uh, six-cylinder and four-cylinder turbos and hybrids, and um, well, I guess AMGs were already turbos. They were just giant eight-cylinders <laughs> yeah, with Sometimes turbos 12. also. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of giant spools on that uh, that block. Anyway, um, yeah, so it, it makes sense in lieu of uh, impending stricter cafe regulations and just the the global move towards green power and being concerned about the environment and what comes out of our tailpipe so it's uh it's probably going to happen so if you want a, a v8 amg uh, go out and buy one now and do it anyway because they're really good cars heck yeah 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 we uh, do have, uh, from before
1: the stream again, we've got a super chat already oh, to wow. ask you a question. So this is from Fanfic Rocks, uh, our good friend from, was it last week or the week before?
2: I feel like he's been on a handful uh, of times. My
1: human really yeah. loves us. I mean, he, they're like throwing cash at yes. us, and I'm all here Wonderful. for it. This I one is 100 it. Australian you, you dollars. You need
0: to have like Monopoly money behind the camera <laughs> as a visual effect for those watching live. Just keep live tossing live. it. That like, oh, we got a super chat and just... <laughs> yeah. Dude. I'll do ones <laughs> if it's bad. little yes. bits of
1: money. Fanfic rocks come in. I'm gonna break out to like, what, the like the five hundreds or something.
0: There you go. So the, the confetti gun, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, just fill that with monopoly. Do we, have, then, do we have the budget get for on a confetti that. gun? Yes, we do. Okay, well, okay, you're yep, in we'll charge of the budget. I don't know. <laughs> If we don't, then Monopoly money. (laughs) One or the other. So uh, Fanfic Rocks with the massive super chat. Thank you very much for that. Uh, G'day from Australia. Just a technical question. With the Uh Mercedes-Benz AMG. (laughs) Should ask somebody else. (laughs) So with the McLaren, oh goodness. We don't really know anything
0: here. I'm sorry that we've uh, uh, strung you along for, for this many episodes. We know some things. Some things. The rest we make up.
1: Uh, so they're asking about the Mercedes Benz AMG McLaren car, uh, or the Boopy the, the SLR McLaren. Yep. Yes, I said they say I think. Hold that on, that is on Wikipedia. Real quick, <laughs> 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 rapid typing. I'm trying to give you time to figure this out, Doug. Uh, so they're asking, what type of car is it, shape wise? Because I think of it as a long nose car. Same with similar AMG cars of the time.
0: What type of car shape wise? Uh, yes, I mean it's. I don't know if I should answer that. It's <laughs> oh. very Ace and Gary. Let's put We're it that way. Are we are already Is that to a technical canceled? car design term? <laughs> I don't think
1: so. Can, it's we can make it up though. It's
0: yeah. If if you see the uh, compensating vehicles in <laughs> cartoons that have kind of the I'm beating around the bush here, yes. proverbially. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the the I'm just gonna say it, the the phallic shape. Yeah. yeah like uh-huh, it's uh-huh. that's. The SLR is kind of like that.
1: And it's got such a long, <laughs> easy, d- yeah, yes. situation <laughs> going situation. on. Situation, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, is there like a design class? Is there a bunch of technical terms I'm supposed to know? I'm not sure. I mean, it
1: is, like mid-engined is where the engine is. Isn't right. that mid engine though? No, like, it's, it's front-engined. I thought it was behind the front axle. The engine was behind yeah, the front axle. but it's still axle, in front though. of the cockpit.
0: Yeah. Nobody's it can still ever be called mid-engine. an engine behind the front axle mid engine Oh, a lot of people have. I'm pretty sure the other dogs on the internet has been. Okay, said it fine. Too. Then why are we still calling the nine eleven a rear engine car? Because for like three generations it's technically been above or slash in front of the rear axle, whereas a rear engine car is supposed to be behind the rear axle. So the the nine eleven the modern nine eleven is a quote unquote mid engine car. Ah, it's like a gray area though, if it's not entirely over the axle into the middle of the car.
2: Center line. center
0: line. Dan says it's based on center line.
2: Cool. Chat. Is that true? Let's see what they say.
0: Oh, are we crowdsourcing an answer to this? <laughs> That's dangerous.
2: <laughs> Might as well.
0: I, okay, so it's it's mid engine, but it's in front of the cockpit. Would that, that be like so. mid engine fore cockpit as opposed to mid engine aft cockpit? Like, sure. Okay.
2: Cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure what I else. don't know why anyone like, needed
0: my opinion on that. <laughs>
2: Chat's weighing in and saying, Yes, it's center line, oh hey, there you go, Dan right. Set
1: does, in fact know some things.
0: you know, I was going to be a car designer, but I failed out of engineering school, so
2: there you go.
0: <laughs> you're all getting a clue right here as to why I wasn't a car designer.
2: That's a good super chat,
0: love it, so thank you again, fanfic rocks. love to uh, love to see you back in chat. You should probably get, like, two for the price of one with that one. So if you want yeah, to ask throw another, another question, in. go
2: for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on a, a
0: highly technical level as well, uh, I found this website. You may think this is a joke. And it could be, but it's serious. Vegan cars, how to find a leather-free interior.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Shopping for vegan cars can produce some frustrating moments. Because leather is commonly included in option packages. <laughs> so, not required. Right. But if you upgrade for nicer stereo or sport suspension, what vegan wants a sporty suspension? <laughs> you're often upgraded, quote unquote, to leather seats or a leather steering wheel. Ethical considerations aside, leather is a terrible automotive upholstery. Huh. It's cold and hard in the winter, sl- slick and hot in the summer. Mm.
1: Why is it slick?
0: And can be ruined by rain or a spilled drink. And why on earth would anyone wrap a steering wheel in leather? That's just icky. Icky Icky is a very Karen word. Uh, Yeah. So um, (laughs) I don't know about like leather is actually great. And it's highly durable if you take care of it properly. I don't know what the heck they're talking about. It's not suede, but...
2: Rivian actually prides itself on having vegan interior... Vegan leather is what I believe uh, Rivian calls... it. Is it actually leather then? No. I mean, I don't care what
1: they call... Like, if the material is good, that's all that really matters. I don't care. No,
2: yeah, it's not leather. There
0: there are a number of electric cars, unsurprisingly, that pride themselves on that. So the Ford Mustang Mach-E comes standard with all vegan interiors, including a vegan steering wheel uh let's see tesla used to have a leather wrap steering wheel but they got wise to their demographic um let's see volvo the company wants to make all cars leather free by 2030 although it intends to continue offering wool blends (laughs) (laughs) same thing only volvo no but the best part is um uh let's see. Oh yes. You may have to cross certain cars off your shopping list in order to avoid leather. If that's the case, be sure to email the manufacturer that they've lost a sale. That'll show them. That's the best
1: thing. That'll yep. show them. It's almost like vegan interiors are more of a marketing thing. It's odd that it's all electric cars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess with the exception of Volvo, but <laughs> I I just <laughs> like the, you know, the political, you know, action email of you lost my sale you know, so like to like customer service at your favorite manufacturer. Here. <laughs> right, they're definitely going to read that. Right, yeah. It's like you know, how, how do you know somebody's a vegan? Because they'll tell <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. I so okay. Serious question here. I want to know how many vegans mow their lawn. Right. If you're all about not using animal products and not having any animal suffer, or die, or whatever, even though most animal products they don't suffer. Right. Cheese, milk wool, whatever, like that's how these animals are made, like they, they produce these things and whatever, you're not killing them to profit off of it, but like, if you mow the lawn and you're a vegan, you're a total hypocrite Can you show your work? Here
2: we go Well, No, I'm
0: serious, so I'm like I'm Mr. gasoline burning, meat eating redneck sort of, I don't have a camo hat but um Yeah, Yeah. America. (laughs) You know, but every time I mow my lawn, I feel really guilty because I'm watching like frogs and grasshoppers and butterflies like Mm -hmm. try to hop out of the way. And I'm like, for every five that make it out of the way, how many am I chewing up as I just go to have a nice, like pretty lawn? So like I'm, this is my challenge, my public challenge to all vegans to stop mowing their lawns. If you really want to like, Get me to to go along with your thing. I, I mean, I'll never go along with it, but to respect your viewpoint, stop mowing your lawn.
2: Stop mowing your. You got
0: to be all in if you're going to be all in. Do you uh, Do you think any vegans listen to this podcast?
2: if they do they're not doing the super <laughs> that's, chat that's for sure we don't know <laughs> we had one they're gone now <laughs> yeah. that's not a demographic you can't break down like you can see like you know geographic region gender age i don't show you like dietary guarantee you, google and, knows uh, yeah. <laughs> google knows zuck knows well, well yeah because, because they fill out the survey and say <laughs> oh, i'm a yeah. vegan
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man <laughs> ethan tell us about how your week went yeah man uh so this was this was actually yeah Ethan goofed up. Um, I just love your yeah man, no it's uh it's incredibly frustrating, so this actually wasn't this week but but it may end up still being this week on the twenty eighth I was driving down, don't say uh, the
0: date you were you were allegedly
2: come on allegedly a day you were there, allegedly there was a certain day that I was somewhere. allegedly driving down the hill on Mayfield road. And I, sorry, on April, I was, I was allegedly driving somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. I don't even know where. And uh, it was reported by a traffic camera that I achieved a certain speed. Which I think is alleged very very reasonable for what the alleged speed <laughs> limit was at the alleged location that that I was at at the so alleged you got a speed camera ticket I did I did uh, there was there was no very now, I was wordy always way under, of
1: getting to that
2: yeah th- yeah <laughs> exactly
1: he's the I producer was, he's driving up engagement he's I was under
2: the impression that a cop police officer had to be there to write you a ticket for it to I don't know count but turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> And they can actually uh catch you on one of these uh one of these cameras here.
0: Okay, so question. Was it a fixed camera, like one mounted on a pole, or was it a cop with one of those laser guns no, with no, no, the no. cameras built
2: in? This was so this alleged location is known for doing this to a lot of people. Um so it's it's on uh I, I could probably find the exact next time I go down there I can probably find the exact pole that it's mounted on. Does but it have
0: signs before it?
2: I don't think they I don't think there's like a radar enforced I think they, or whatever. They
0: they have I think there's a law in Ohio or whatever, but they have to inform you that they're enforcing that they're speed right. via photo.
2: Now I will say I was informed that there was a another town nearby in the area. There there's a few that do this. Um and I was I was telling the guys before the before the show began, uh there there's one uh in, in Walton Hills where the speed limit is I believe, I I, th- I think it's like forty or forty five at this point. And they started the the plan was they were going to ticket people at fifteen over, but then no one was going fifteen over, so they so dropped, they dropped it. the speed they limit. They dropped it to like eleven or twelve yeah. over, and that's what they ticket people at now. Because yeah. it's
0: it's a money grab. Of
2: course it is. So what I've people. been
0: told, this is not legal advice, but a friend of mine who is an attorney has gotten some of these tickets, and you know what he does. What's that? He puts them in the circular file, <laughs> which is a geriatric term for he throws them away. Yeah, Shreds them. Because, it. I mean, it's not a moving violation. The worst they can do is send you to collections. It's a civil violation. And they may or may not. And, yeah. So he just throws them away. We got one recently. Uh-huh. My wife did. She was highly embarrassed. I <laughs> made a lot of light of it um yeah and uh i said just throw it away
2: get rid of it and how long ago nothing happened yeah right
0: granted it was in the name of our trust so it's like well how do you (laughs) even know who was driving right right Right? because and then they want you to say like oh if you weren't driving send us the driver's license of the person who was (laughs) they
2: do yeah i'm gonna narc
0: somebody else out (laughs)
2: yeah it's pretty great just
0: download one off the internet from those scammers you feel like here, this guy chuck (laughs) norris was driving my car (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be fun to mess with them.
2: Oh, I've I've never never thought about that. You can
0: get fake IDs. How much easier would it be to just get like one that you have a photocopy of that you mail to them?
2: I think this could be a good, like, side hustle. First, you remember in Breaking Bad, that guy Jimmy in and out who his whole job was he would go to jail for other people? Yeah. There should be a guy and his whole point, like, his whole identity is you, like, fill his name yes. out on these tickets. And Wesley he,
0: Snipes was driving my yes, car. Yeah, McLovin. <laughs> McLovin. <laughs> just send him McLovin's driver's license. I love city. the audacity that they're like, just tell us who was
1: driving. It'll be fine. Right. We'll give them a ticket. Yeah.
2: They act like you're, they're doing you a favor, too. They're like, no, no points on your license. We're not going to report it to the Department of Motor vehicles and it's like man but you you like took the time to mail this to me and again so i got this yesterday and this allegedly happened two ish weeks ago was the date that they claimed right. that this happened so like who knows how many times since then i've been trucking down this hill and sure i don't because i i don't know if i'm speeding or not
0: well but. and speeding tickets are supposed to be if you listen to a good police officer speeding tickets are supposed to be like corrective behavior modification Um, so they're basically saying, well, you're doing something wrong. The ticket is a a consequence such that you will change your behavior. Right. And some cops will say, well, if I can determine that the person doesn't need a ticket, like that's not going to change their behavior, that a warning will actually cause them to change their behavior. And it's like, you know, the same principles we use with our kids. Like sometimes we discipline and sometimes we show grace because different actions cause a, a a reaction so w- with this there's no like there's no change in behavior because you don't know no. when you got it. you get it like two weeks later and it's like well shoot okay i'm gonna maybe slow down right as i go by that right camera there, but yeah
2: for that like eighth mile stretch that i think it's gonna catch me it's just very big brother s yeah i don't know how well, it's also like it's
1: a, not about safety it's
0: about money
2: Oh, it's the only reason why they exist. A hundred percent, especially when you hear stories about them dropping what like the qualifier speed to do that.
0: They do that with red light cameras, too. It's been proven in some places that they will shorten the duration of the yellow light only at the intersections where they have the red light cameras. Yeah. Which totally becomes not about safety because then you have more accidents because people are slamming on their brakes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all a scam.
2: I'm not a police officer, so far be it for me to weigh in here at all, but I don't know. Pull me over. Just pull me over and write me a ticket. <laughs> like a Don't man. do that either. But, well, don't know, do like, that. But if you're not there, come and get, get me. me. Yeah, come and get me. Right. Be there yourself. Right. What do I know, though?
0: What do I know? Uh, All right. Let's pay for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Switchcast is brought to you by Boxcast. Boxcast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers around the world. Their founders launched Boxcast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people a part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt boxcast is an easy and flexible live streaming platform for organizations boxcast is so easy in fact that we're broadcasting the show with a phone so head on over to switchcars.com slash boxcast for your free trial and it looks like the uh, corvette curmudgeon is with us again tonight hello
0: how's it going you know it's going pretty all right how are you today oh fantastic love it fantastic so, ready to get home and drink my coors light though <laughs> Let's, let's hurry this <laughs> up. Well, already,
1: already. So, I uh, I normally come up with questions to, to chat with you about. Uh, this week I couldn't, and producer Ethan over here is getting pretty frustrated, because uh, I was letting yeah. the show down. Uh, so, he wanted to come up with a question. Uh, so, I think he's going to talk to you tonight.
2: Yeah, well, it's nice to meet you. I've been here every week, actually, sitting right here next to Tyler. I don't believe we've been formally oh, introduced.
0: Yeah. You got a low voice coming out of there. You got some long hair. I thought you were a woman over there.
2: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah. You got skinny jeans here and long hair over here. Bunch of <laughs> Friggin' yuppies running this show yeah there's these kids these days it's
2: terrible Jeepers. it's terrible right um no but but you're you're an individual who who takes care of their car and there's um there's yep. a lot there's a lot of talk about you know the precautions people take to pr- preserve their paint yes no and don't, don't drive it in the rain right yeah yep. first and foremost don't drive it yep. uh, don't wash th- it with water. <laughs> Right? Yep. Uh, another thing that you can do that people talk about is ceramic coat your car. Have you, have you ever heard of these ceramic coatings? What, uh, what in the Sam Hills ceramic coat? Yeah. So it's uh it's a very... something you wear in the winter. You get <laughs> cold. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it, my, my understanding how this works is it's a, it's a clear liquid that you apply. And it's actually they claim it's three times harder than your clear coat on your car. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, what? I. I... I don't. I don't need to protect it from nothing. It ain't getting dirty. That's fair. That's fair. So they also say that one of the benefits is it's hydrophobic. So you don't like to drive your car in the rain, right? So they say that if it, if it were to rain, the water's just going to you know beat up the mud, the muck, the grime, the you know scum, the whatever is just going to beat up and roll right off your car. Does that sound fascinating at all? Does that pique your interest?
0: Nope. Never had that stuff on my car. <laughs> That's fair.
2: That's so fair. how much does this uh, friggin? coat and cost. a lot it's a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> like how much well depending on who you're going to I mean that can range anywhere from you know I don't know I don't know where are you, we are you not that ready six, to six, six to six to why the, can't 1, you young ones just say yeah. things straight you 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 running for a politics office sometime politics office was not in my plans no but it could be Maybe. Cool. So, yes, but but you've never had any interest in this. So, how much does this salamic coating cost? Uh, I don't know. We'll just say it could be 900 bucks. $900? <laughs> That's two house payments. Sure is, man. What who pays for this stuff? Corvette owners, believe it or not. No, C8s.
0: Well, I got some rich <laughs> kids buying them C8, so I believe uh, that. Friggin' don't know what to do with their friggin' CoinBit money or whatever they got on them
2: internets. Yeah, CoinBit money gets you in trouble. Well, hey, thanks for uh, hanging out here and uh, talking all about ceramic coating, but, yeah. Shift <laughs> uh, shift.
1: Thank you again to the Corvette Curmudgeon tonight, brought to you unwittingly by the Corvette Buy-Sell Trade Group on Facebook, your source for cranky boomers, overpriced Corvettes, and reinforced stereotypes. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. That's good. How'd you, how was that, Ethan? Did you, Doug, did you know Ethan talked to the Corvette curmudgeon tonight?
2: I did. I met him. He was great. He yeah. was everything I thought he'd be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Live up to all your expectations?
2: More, more or less, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> refresh My Ride on TikTok is saying that uh, they're just lying. All your car needs is hot wax. So <laughs> <laughs> Refresh My Ride. I wonder if he's like is Isn't that, that so. what you
0: get like when you get a massage in the Caribbean? Some hot wax, yeah, everybody.
2: Yeah. Sure, they like menu hey, like the options. Yeah, or not. weird. Like,
1: what are you talking about, thing. Ethan? Good trying to get us canceled. Does anybody <laughs>
2: no, even <laughs> use how wax they like anymore run the their wax cars? on you?
0: Use what? Nobody uses wax anymore, it's all the polymer coatings and ceramic and ppf and etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, somebody asked me actually selling a Corvette on bring a trailer. Oh my gosh, it brought out all the curmudgeons. I had three super low mileage cars i'm bringing trailer at once two porsches and a corvette and only on the corvette were they just going on and on about i can't believe that's original tires it's where are all the service records on carfax how does it have five owners and only 870 miles oh the engine needs rebuilt because the seals are all dried out you're gonna need all new hoses that thing can't be driven you're gonna have to re restore the car before you drive it And i'm like What is wrong with you people? (laughs) And like literally, concurrently, I have these collector Porsches with super low mileage and nobody is saying a word about any of that stuff. It's just the Corvette people.
1: Um, I'm surprised that's the situation that the Corvette people start talking about driving their cars, (laughs) you know, being really concerned about the reliability. (laughs) (laughs) Is this like
0: perfect one?
2: Yeah, (laughs) All right. (laughs) You have,
0: (laughs) you've caught them. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's like vegans mowing their lawn, <laughs> Corvettes complaining that other people don't drive them. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, speaking of stereotypes about about cars, um, so we have a, a nine eleven GT three here with thirteen thousand miles and nine owners. And we've talked in the past about how you shouldn't judge a car based on certain uh uh, data points statistics uh location miles owners whatever and this is yet another exception to that rule and i even looked on carfax's i'm like ah probably a couple of them were dealers like it's not nine actual owners and i went through i'm like yep it's (laughs) nine actual owners but it is clean as clean gets no paintwork. full ppf it's never been tracked like Fully up to date on service. No ticky tack stuff that you get from people not caring about cars. And it just proves once again that the the owner metric doesn't matter one bit when it comes to buying a car. Hmm. Like you have to evaluate it on condition, period. Period. Somebody in the audience is giving me a look. Well, I I think think that. Disagree uh, or confused. I think it
1: makes sense if you're buying like a normal car. (laughs) Like a. Uh
0: oh. It's a good thing the audience doesn't have a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: Keep going, Tyler. No, uh, but I think it uh, I think it makes sense for a normal car. Like if you're trying to buy a daily driver and you're going after some like Ford Focus and it's got 10 owners, there's probably an issue there. But in collector cars and like the kind of stuff you deal with in sports cars, like people, the cars change hands a lot, like you've mentioned. And I, maybe they don't put a lot of miles on it or whatever. So that just
0: doesn't really mean anything. Correct. Correct. I. I once again, I'm judging here, but... I'm allowed to do that. Um, I think the majority of car people can't just look at a car and say, that's a good car or that isn't. So they have to use all these metrics that are pushed upon them saying, this is how you evaluate whether a car is good. And it's number of owners, it's miles, it's whether or not the car was in Florida or California or Ohio or whatever. And none of those things actually have any bearing but people are unable to look at two cars. It's it's like tasting wine, right? If you do a blind taste, nobody can say, oh, this one's a $100 bottle and this one's a $20 bottle. So if you put two cars in front of most car people and covered up the odometer and didn't tell them anything about it and just made them look at them and say, okay, which one has how many miles, how many owners, which one's better, most car guys wouldn't get it right. So... And i played that game with people when I had a high mileage car that was really clean. I'm like, tell me how many miles it has on it. And they're like, oh, 5,000. I'm like, yeah, 80, 80,000. So if you take care of your car, it'll, uh, it'll last. Yes. Speaking of wine, um, I got to be careful here because I have not interviewed the owner. Uh, so I'm purely going off of speculation. But uh, last week or so, we talked about Steve Celine and how the Celine automotive company is looking for yet another round of investors um which is kind of sketchy given Celine's background um multiple restructuring agreements and China kind of stole their company and there's a lot of vendors that aren't paid yada 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 like there's a lot of warning signs there um and I did get another ad for for investing in the Celine this week and it said uh over 70 million dollars has in been invested in this Celine S1 to date, and yet it's still not across the finish line. Yeah, uh, a- but they say, don't miss your chance to be a part of this high octane investment. Yeah. Um, ready to That's supercharge amazing. your investment portfolio. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, honestly, what Celine should do is just. Make it an EV, and then they can get unlimited government and VC funding and still not be successful, but <laughs> they'll get the funding they need. But there's another company, and there's a little bit of backstory to this it's Adobe Road Winery, which I have a bottle here. I should have had it for the live viewers. It's actually really, really good wine. Their branding is amazing. But I got an email, and they're looking for this additional round of investors and uh goodness i even got a prospectus um and how is this automotive related you might ask well the founder of adobe road winery is also the ceo of the racers group which is a racing team a highly successful privateer racing team they've run le mans and 24 hours of daytona won some of that um i think uh a couple of friends of mine actually won uh Against Oh, no, no, they lost to them at Le Mans in the, the Porsche GT2 class. Anyway, not the Porsche GT2, in the GT2 class in which they were both running Porsches. Sorry for the Le Mans nerds out there. um But if there's anything I know about racing, it's that it's not a great business. It's a great way to spend a lot of money. And if there's very little I know about wineries, it's also one of those, how do you make a small fortune... In the winemaking business, you start with a large one. And so, like, the Wikipedia on this guy says, oh, he's this entrepreneur. And I'm, like, going, looking at this, going, wait a minute. So he started a race team, which is a great way to drain fortunes, and he started a winery. Like, where's, where's the money coming from? But then he's asking for investments for this winery. And they're on their second round of investing, but they they don't want to go to banks, right, so they're only going to private investors so that they can give them an opportunity everything's worded just you know flowery wording and it was written by a professional. you have this great opportunity to be part of this future and et cetera et cetera and i I just remember a principle I think it's Dave Ramsey says this when he's talking about people not wanting to loan other people money and he's advising people not to or co-sign for them, he goes, listen, if the bank isn't going to loan you money or if the bank isn't going to loan somebody money, there's a reason for that. You shouldn't loan somebody money that the bank turned down. Now, I don't know if the bank turned down this winery. Maybe this is just their their way of doing it, but it's just kind of, I don't know. It makes me nervous when you can't see where the money's coming from and they're asking a whole bunch of people to invest, right? Like Enzo Ferrari built streetcars to fund his race team. And that's the story of almost every automotive company ever. This guy started a race team and he's called an entrepreneur. And I'm like, that's not a profitable venture. (laughs) And now you have a winery, which is what guys that have billions of dollars do to play with their money but you're trying to make this a venture. And I'm just like, eh, something, something smells a little bit. And the funnier part of this is I'm telling the story in reverse order, but how I got acquainted with Adobe road was we were at Amelia Island and we were at, they had a big booth set up and we were just talking with the guys running the booth and they were absolutely hilarious. They were part-time racers. One of them was a part-time comedian And uh, Dan Doucette was there, and was it you, Tyler? Yes, it was the three of us, right? And um, the wine was awesome, and I was like, Hey, how can I buy some of this? Because they've got cool logos, like metallic gated shifter. Wasn't the cork like a shifter ball, yeah, or something? Everything was really great, and the wine was good, so I'm like, I want to buy some of this and just take it with me. And they're like, Well, we can't sell it to you on site. But, you know, the owner's over here. Maybe, like, I'll talk to him, see if we can make an exception. We'll get you into the VIP club, whatever. So he comes over, and before he comes over, the guys told us, they're like, hey, so just we told them that you guys are, like, really famous YouTubers. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, okay. So he comes up to us, and within one minute, he's pitching us on this investors meeting that he had and how they're all so excited about the 10% gain that they're going to get. And, you know, a bunch of people chose to invest, but they're still like, he didn't say it outright that he was looking for investments, but it was very much implied that you guys are big YouTubers. This is such a great investment. And I'm like, man, this is not is Highly suspicious. Something was just a little weird. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, man, that's when you're trying that hard. It's kind of like the people on Facebook said with the Celine S1 ad where Steve Celine is pitching random people on Facebook for investment. The best response ever was, if you need my money, then you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that's and great. that's like kind of how I feel. Like if you come up to me, a random famous YouTuber, quote unquote, Like to get my investment, I'm like, so I don't know. I hope they make it because I love their wine. I love the concept. But it's just another one of these, you know, everything is not as it seems, especially in the car world and especially in the big time racing world, because there's been a lot of guys running Ponzi schemes and big frauds. um, Scott Tucker. Uh, the Farnbacher, what was it? Uh, Gregory Lowell's Like, the, there's a lot of people that have been trying to keep up appearances and get addicted to that, you know, high lifestyle of of racing cars, and uh, do some nefarious things to to keep that lifestyle up. And again, I am not making those allegations about TRG and Adobe Road. Right? Like, TRG has been a successful racing team forever, and there's no like dirt on this guy that we know of, like there is on Steve Celine, It is purely speculation on my point that it's like, why do you need this money? Right? Like if you're this successful, yeah. So anyway, be careful out there. People be careful. Anyway, let's go to a commercial, and then let's get to some questions. Yeah. SwitchCast
1: is also brought to you by Celebrity Machines. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they've appeared in movies and TV shows, such as Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save 25.39% at checkout.
0: We have quite a few questions left over from last week. We're sorry we couldn't get to them all, but some of them were quite good. So we're going to try a kind of rapid fire Q&A session here. Uh, So Tyler, just go for it. We'll see how it, uh, see what comes up.
1: All righty. Right up uh, first on the list here is a spicy one from Dirk Diggler. Uh, so I got to ask, how do you feel about Don't holding the record? that with, one. Uh, yeah. No, nope, almost <laughs> did a couple of times. Uh, how do you feel about holding the record with 90 percent traffic reduction and 30 percent police? Like cops were at 30 percent. It's like Le Mans with three
0: cars and no officials. He's talking about the cannonball record. And um, yeah, one, your stats are quite a bit off. Uh, it was... Typically about 50% traffic reduction, and there was no reduction in cops. Uh, in fact, if you want to think about it, if there's a 50% traffic reduction, the same amount of cops, and you're a bigger target, it's like running Lamar with eight cars and all the officials. Yes, some of them had like, don't stop people for anything that's not egregious orders but let's be honest cannonball speeds are egregious just a smidgen allegedly (laughs) um yeah and honestly i don't really have any guilt about it because we held the record beforehand so we were just getting our record back given the scenario so like i don't know a record's a record did you go out and do it i didn't think so so boom mic drop if ethan wouldn't have to buy new mics yep everybody has an opinion about covid cannonball runs that didn't actually go out and do anything so Turn,
1: turns out on the internet there's a lot of people with opinions that have no reason to have said opinions <laughs> it's kind of weird myself included yeah i was gonna say all of us, the three of us here uh colby asks did you see the 16th mile drag strip they're opening in southern california
0: 16 like 1 16th mile yeah. drag strip well that's like a Tesla test track. <laughs> That's, That's the only stat they care about. It's just like an empty road, like start like a block. Tesla suck, E V suck. Yeah, but zero to sixty. So it'll beat a Bugatti. <laughs> cool story. And they have vegan leather interior. Ah, perfect. Uh Carl Hunsake.
1: Uh, don't know why people were shutting down or shutting. I think he meant <clears throat> am I allowed to say this, Ethan?
2: Um sure
1: all right yeah
0: don't know why people are shitting on the corvette you have that's cool you showed him i like it better when people m- like misspell stuff <laughs> when they're trash talking and then you just pronounce it Corvette. yeah okay Goodness. next
1: uh mr <laughs> certified so you know this is going to be legit <laughs> uh your foot slip off the clutch and do accidental donuts lately
0: three question marks Every other day, <laughs> left some strips up my driveway in a Challenger Hellcat. <laughs> nice. All right, Jake IV or Jake Four?
1: Not really sure which one. Uh, NSX is wickedly overpriced and, unfortunately, overrated in modern times. Do you think the NSX bubble will ever burst?
0: Um, well, given that the NSX R is selling for like six hundred k, I don't think a hundred twenty five ish for regular nsx is overpriced on a relative scale good um the nsx was way ahead of its time and it's the most reliable 90s sports car pretty much out there other than yeah i mean toyota super or whatever but the the, in terms of exotic looks it's competing with ferraris lamborghinis etc it's the best car to own out of anything of that era so to say it's overpriced, I don't think so. I mean, you look at the performance numbers, they suck compared to modern cars, but what car in the 90s beats modern cars anyway? Like we're not evaluating 90s cars based on today's performance. You can't do it. So Yeah. The, do you the, uh oops, sorry. They're not overpriced. I think Do they're you great. think the second gen
1: NSX will ever reach holy status? Sure.
0: Really though? Yeah. The R doesn't R-wheel have the like, well, and yeah, the Zanardi. That's... The special editions will. They kind of already are. Really? The
1: yeah. special editions? Yeah. Okay. Just feel like it lost a lot of what made the original one so great. Like it just made it like another modern supercar clone sort of thing.
0: Well, I see the second. No. See, I see the second gen. Uh, okay. So this, this we're differing. I see the second gen as the 97 to 2002. Oh, okay. Three 2003. Because that's the, the six-speed 3.2. I see the new hybrid one as the third gen. Gotcha. I so, agree on the second gen. The third gen is where I'm like, meh, okay. probably not. So, yeah, got to get our terms defined there.
1: All right, Danny Nunez, you need to make a special guest appearance on Car Trek. Tell Car Trek that. <laughs> it seems like the wrong place. You submitted your uh, suggestion to the wrong box. My phone's here. <laughs> Waiting for that call. All right. They can't no. afford me. <laughs> All uh, right. Diesel Huffer 69. Uh will used? <laughs> Does he drive a Tesla? Uh, probably not, actually. I, I'm going to hazard a guess now. Uh will used car value go down anytime
0: soon. It has been going down. In fact, wholesale value has been decreasing about one to one and a half percent per week for the last three months. So, yes, goodness. Uh, Ford 6.0 liter.
1: Uh, I have a question. Thank goodness you're here. Uh, what radar detector do you run?
0: I don't think you need to worry about a radar detector with a 6-liter Ford. Yeah, what's the 0-60 to 60 on that? Like a week? Yeah, depends if you've replaced the head studs, head studs or not. <laughs> Man, help if I could pronounce words when I'm trying to land a joke. Um, unless Hey-o. he's got like a 6-liter stroked coyote motor or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, no, I, my favorite one, I do not have any of the brand new ones because I like using... Detectors that have the GPS programming, and like I want to have them for a few years because then you get all the GPS filters in there and stuff. But, um, unit and R7, Escort Max 360 are both good. From what I've read, the, um, the unit and R8 surpasses the Escort Redline, uh, in terms of the, the performance. I don't know, I haven't tested them. I like the Escort Max 360 uh the best out of the ones i've used um the unit in R7 is almost as good but the the filtering is not as quick uh to respond so but supposedly the R8 is is edged out the escort according to the people i talk to the experts right
2: Uh, there's a few live questions here from yeah. tiktok um J-Dub 357, what do you think of the 2006 Pontiac GTO six-speed manual for a budget muscle car? Uh,
0: I think, well, it depends what your budget is. I'm guessing that those have any good ones left have reached enough of a collector status for the, the six-liter, six-speed ones that... Uh, six-liter, 6.2. Anyway, um, that uh, they're not really going to be a budget car, so you probably don't want one that's cheap because uh, a lot of those got beat on. But that aside, because that's speculation, I think it's a great budget sports car. It's a good powertrain. It's a Holden. It's a Holden Monaro. <laughs> it's not a Pontiac <laughs> GTO. It's Australian. Australian, oh. mate.
2: <laughs> um big bo- <laughs> big body salami says oh yeah right that's a good one doug want to run one cannonball and set a PR just to say I've done it how realistic is thirty five hours uh
0: I mean like eighty people have done it faster than thirty five hours something like that sixty I don't know like so it's very realistic but that's up to you and your car and what you can accomplish. But yeah, 35 hours is super realistic. Um
2: okay, got some new ones. Although coming. I think
0: thirty-five has been the nemesis of of uh Steve Brown's pickup truck.
2: Ah poor guy. Yeah, yeah. he's like
0: thirty five and change, can't get under that thirty five number. So it, it can be difficult. Anything can go wrong.
2: Uh, Chris North, thank you for the gift. Will the muscle cars of the 70s ever come down as people who know their rarity die off? Or 80s, he just added.
0: Uh, Yes, I think they will. I think the future in those, and we've talked about that before, is the resto mods. Because it's not just the rarity aspect of it. Because, listen, blue chip cars of any era are going to be strong. Because there's going to be people who will collect them as art, right? So young people will figure out how rare they are. Um, And we saw that at Monterey with some really strong results for brass era cars. But the general uh, sports cars of that era, especially muscle cars, um, not talking so much about European sports cars, but the the general muscle car market for the non-special stuff is going to die off hard because – fundamentally the cars just weren't that good um there's some that are making a comeback in the form of resto mods because companies are taking them like the the 55 56 57 t-bird and they're putting modern drivetrains in them and, and making them bigger making them handle properly and brake properly and all the things that you want a car to actually do and making them usable and livable and that's driving a whole new segment of demand and I think there's a small niche of cars that are highly desirable from an aesthetics point that will maintain their value through that resto mod thing. But then the rest of the, the mediocre cars from the Malaise era are just going to go.
2: Um, okay. Keen Fab, going back to Cannonball, says, is there, is there a solo record for the Cannonball run? One driver.
0: Well, yes and no. There's no official classes for anything, right? Because there's no sanctioning body. So there's a whole host of, I guess, we call them qualified records, right? So there's the record, period, and then there's the something record solo record, female record, motorcycle record, EV record, you know, no refueling record, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of whatever you want to add. But The solo driver record, single person in the car record has been kind of a thing since the dawn of transcontinental racing, primarily because of Erwin Baker, because, you know, from whom we get the name Cannonball, because he was so well known for doing solo runs. Now, they may not have been truly solo because a lot of them, he had a mechanic with him or a navigator or something like that, but he was the only one driving. So you could put an asterisk there, I guess, if you wanted. But again, there's no sanctioning body to to sort all these things out. So, But one of the most respected qualified records, I guess, as we would call it, is the solo record because we recognize that it takes a whole lot more gumption, whatever, nuttiness, cannonballs to do it by yourself and to stay awake and alert for that long um so yes there is a solo record again it's not an official thing but um uh Carl Yummy Dietz I think holds it at 27 hours 54 minutes which is a bonkers time for solo he did have the advantage of running during the early days of COVID so I'm not going to put an asterisk on it but you know there is an implied advantage there, but regardless, he would hold the record because it's so much faster than the next time, which is like thirty three and change, I think, with Scott Bauer in the Volkswagen
2: Bug. Yeah, which was also a rental record, right?
0: Uh Or not a I not think a record it was but... at the time. Well, there was a uh, Mustang that uh, Travis Hilton and somebody else did in a rental that that beat that. I don't know if it was before or after,
2: but yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, there, there's a lot of questions here, but I know cool. there's other segments. Yeah. That we so let's get, get to the
0: to. scaminator. Mm-hmm. I've got a good one for, um, I've got a good one for Tyler. He gets to, uh, yeah. So the scaminator is when we read off some sort of listing or email or whatever. Uh, and we have to decide, uh, when or how we know it's a scam. So Tyler, you can just yell out scam since we don't have the scam button right, yet. Yeah, Tyler hasn't button. ordered it yet. Oh, uh, this ah, is that's an, an Ethan job. This <laughs> is an email we got today on a Ferrari. Uh, footnote, pay attention to this. This matters. We are asking $115,000 for the car. Okay. It's actually sitting next to Tyler. Greetings and salutations, my brother in Christ. All right. I kind of
1: want to say scam right now because that just <laughs> sketches me out. But continue. I trust
0: all is well with you and your family. Uh, uh, scam. <laughs> I write to you in search of a modest yet. <laughs> you can't even do this. You can't even do It's too good. <laughs> brother in I don't break during the Corvette curmudgeon. I break now, right? I write to you in search of a modest yet spectacular. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, third time's the charm. Here we go. <laughs> In search of a modest yet spectacular vessel fit for me to minister and conduct the wonderful works of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why, sir, a Ferrari would be a fine vehicle for that scam. I understand that you are the one with whom I am to be speaking with. Oh, used with at the beginning and the end. You don't end a sentence with a preposition. Oh, gosh. Anyway, to assist and aid me in my endeavors. I thank you in advance. With that being said, I would love to extend an immediate direct all-cash offer of $50,000 for your <laughs> 2004 Ferrari 360 Spider. Mm. depending on test drive and inspection. I graciously look forward to hearing from you, Brother Thomas. Blessings, scam. healing, and abundance in Jesus Christ. Scam, 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 scam. <laughs> Prince so-and-so. Prince.
1: <laughs> So I ugh, so much scam. But also how can you offer fifty thousand dollars on a on this wondrous three sixty and then also say test drive and inspection please? Like that's ridiculous that's all so ridiculous. Ministry.
0: Is, so that, Tyler, is that the thing? Yes. It's not a scam. What? This I mean, a real a, this is a well, real this is a re real email from a real client. Oh, so this—they're like being Ooh. for cereals. This is this is for they're serious. serious. They're serious. Oh my god! I know, I know. You are all hundred percent scam, scam, scam. Because it's so just so. This came up on a previous podcast when Stephen Dumperth from Portia Beachwood was on, because we've gotten emails from this prince before, and Stephen goes, "Oh no, that guy is awesome. I sold him a car." So we had a Porsche Boxster that this prince gave us a bunch of lowball offers on. We finally wholesaled it to Porsche Beachwood, and Stephen ended up selling that car to this guy. <laughs> what? He is for real. He's like a motivational speaker, sells CDs or whatever of his teachings.
2: Brother Thomas,
0: my look goodness, at that guy. He's trying to wow. record from a Ferrari over here. and give him That's a
1: little a good like, deal. recorder box.
0: Not yeah. A good deal. Yeah. So with that in mind. Then the game began, okay, how do I respond to this guy? Sure. Did you respond? I did. <laughs> There's a number of, of possible responses. Uh, how about you pray about that offer some more? <laughs> good. Better call Jesus up, see if he can spot you the extra sixty-five grand. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> I hope you believe in miracles, because otherwise you're not getting the car for that price. Also good. How did you come up with that value? The Kelly
2: Good book? <laughs> <laughs> like my actual
0: one. offer i mean sorry my actual response <clears throat> prince proverbs eleven twenty-four to 25 one person gives freely yet gains even more another withholds unduly becomes to poverty a generous person will prosper whoever refreshes others will be refreshed just think how much your Lord and Savior will bless you should you choose to be more generous in your offer for the Ferrari we have. What about 120 grand or even 125? I can assure you that as fellow brothers, we will be wise stewards of the funds entrusted to us. Signed, Brother Doug. Brother that's Doug.
2: <laughs> that is the best possible response Honestly? that you could have given. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I have to commend that. That is fantastic.
0: So he upped his offer from 50 to 60.
2: hey 60,000 financed. <laughs>
0: Fine, he went from fifty cash to sixty thousand <laughs> yeah. finance total in means. all caps. Blessings, healing, and abundance in Jesus Christ. Oh, also serious buyer. Yes, he's a serious buyer. So how should I respond to that? Oh. <laughs> I could do it right here.
2: Ooh,
1: I guess I say at least the needle's moving in the right direction, <laughs> but my goodness. He's gonna have to move a little bit faster
0: than that.
2: Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, I'm
0: thinking like unfortunately, that offers not enough abundance for us. <laughs> I don't know. Any suggestions, throw them in the chat. We might uh, we might respond here. And I'm uh, not sure if we want to leave this up to... Well, I mean, we could. It'll be <laughs> well, entertaining. I mean, yeah, good engagement. You leave huh? things up to the, the public, you might have your
2: uh,
0: yacht named Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> yeah, which is a great name for a boat. So I, I looked up... Uh, apparently, my brother in Christ is a... Uh, I don't know, slang term, whatever, but there's, there's a meme. And, and the first result on Google are people are using the phrase my brother in Christ to connote friendly cons- condescension with a polite and pious <laughs> flair, pointing out their peers' problems with Christ-like respect. Do you, were you
1: with us in uh, Rhode Island last year when there was a 944 S2 cab with some wild boxy side skirts and our friend Bailey, Bailey from Texas yeah. was like my
2: brother in Christ. He the was side skirts. very yeah. excited about that car. He said it he so perfectly though. With, with I, that yes.
1: condescension
0: with the, it was perfect. Well, I think this this prince is pointing out my my problems with the
2: price on the car with <laughs> like respect, I guess. So he wants he wants the brother discount, right? Like the brother in Christ right. discount. Right. This has so, got to so, be so more than the brother right, in Christ I, I, I discount. I will say. So w- with that, there, there's a, there's a guy who I greatly respect, who I, I, I worked with, st- still continue to work with, and he told me that whenever people like try and you know nickel and dime him for like the brother rate on something, he always says, "Well, look, the the, the, the like brother and Christ rate would be like you pay me 150 times what I'm asking for because you want to bless me." And he <laughs> he's wishing blessings and healing and all this amount. Like, that's what about how i responded blessings? to the prince yeah exactly yeah so i i love your response i think that's the best possible <laughs> response you could have had
0: yeah yeah i was hoping for a little more little more juice out of his his final response but <laughs> anyway anyway wasn't to be um okay golly we're just about out of time we are going to hold the shrewd negotiator we had a good one we're gonna have to to bump that to next week uh so we got to catch up on the appraiser uh, as quickly as possible the appraiser is where tyler and i guess values and auction cars and see how far off we are because we're not very good at this even though i'm in theory a professional so i had a 2008 boxster limited edition edition uh bright friggin rs orange uh canadian spec uh i don't remember how many miles on it but uh anyway i guess 35 grand and it went reserve not met so it bid to 31 so i feel pretty good about that because i feel like the reserve was probably 35 so i thought it,
1: i was all ho- like haughty over here because you were like oh 35 and it was already at 30 but then the there was only day. one more bid <laughs> like yep. this car only had two bids uh, it didn't go and i guess just it's probably the Canadian car situation. Like, it is. Just that and the and steering dash.
0: wheel Alcantara and the shifter Alcantara were really, like, pilly. Yeah. They had gorgeous photos, but you can't hide what you can't hide. I will have you know, too, I could have bid it up. You could to get have. get it closer to my guess.
1: That would I have been in bad fair. faith, though. I would have seen. I would have been like, who's bid on this? And I start seeing whatever
0: your car's <laughs> username is. I'd be like, hold on a second. You wouldn't have figured it out. I use switch cars
1: (laughs) oh i was gonna say
0: (laughs) it would have gone right over my head (laughs) all right your car was a 2400 mile 2002 ford Windstar lx american collector icon and it was for sale for like it was like a children's home or something it was donated to them um the peanut gallery was out in force on this one as well, from complaining about the mileage discrepancies on Carfax to recalls not completed, including one person uh, saying, Oh, it's not safe to drive. The amount of people like, complaining about the recalls in the comments was hilarious. Like, this is what are you trying to road trip this home? Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah, nobody's going to be driving a 24 or 100 mile car, but talk about needing some seals replaced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So you guessed ten grand, and it sold for twelve and a half. Which both of those numbers are too much. Yeah. Well, and uh, this is why I like picking cheap cars for you because if you miss by a thousand or two thousand dollars, it's a big percentage. Number. God, but I know you're going to you start were, killing me. You were me on pretty this. close overall. Overall, I'll I'll give you props on that. Uh, interestingly enough, coming up in my searches, a 950-mile 1993 Lincoln Town Car Executive also sold on Bring a Trailer recently, and it was triple burgundy, including the Landau roof in Burgundy. Oh, triple burgundy. That thing burgundy. sold, did you see it? No. Okay, 2,400-mile Ford Windstar, 950-mile 1993 triple burgundy, Ron Burgundy, <laughs> Lincoln Town Car Executive. What do you think that sold for? Oh, 15? 17. Oh, whew. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, that
1: is a, is a way better war- car,
0: period. Uh, I guess. Than a Windstar. Just about anything is better okay. than a Windstar. <laughs> Valid point. Okay, what do you got for me next week? All right, next
1: week, I'm starting to regret playing maybe softball with you. Uh, this is a on Bring a Trailer. Uh, we've got a 6,000-mile 2015 Aston Martin V8 Vantage GT 6-speed. Uh, this car comes to you from Maryland. Uh, it is a black over black. Uh, does have some modifications. Uh, the wheels are modified, but it comes with the stock ones. Uh, there's paint protection film. There's the other retuned supports suspension and a quick ratio steering rack. Hmm. Uh, thank goodness a brake fluid flush was performed in March of 2023. Clean Carfax. Yep, clean Carfax,
0: clean title. Uh, hey Dan, do set now. Hold on. A how second. many of those did they make that. in manuals? I wasn't 2015. Aston Martin V8 Vantage GT, six-speed manual. I assume it's a coupe, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like, I have to check, but I feel like around 50 or something. Around 50. For that year, like total okay. GTs.
1: Well, so GTs, based on the comments on Bring a Trailer, there was only 100 coupes and 100 convertibles, and it was only a U.S. and Canada car.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I learned something today. Look I at that. I stopped paying attention to Aston Martins after about 2012. Um, Maybe I'm not playing softball with you. I was a little worried. I was like, "Oh, it's an one.
1: Aston. It's a manual Aston. Doug would appreciate." Uh, it's a V eight, not a V
0: twelve. Looks gorgeous, though. Uh, I'm gonna go with 120 grand. All right, final uh, final offer. No, locked in. I'm right. gonna think about it while I I read off yours.
1: Okay, that just gives you time to Google more.
0: Hold on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's see. We are super prepared here. I mean, I um <clears throat> Ethan, can we get a question, a live question?
2: <laughs> sure. We can. Do you can not have something. a car for me? Shh, nope. <laughs> 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 That just yes, means they get no, a pass I did this week. actually. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, 3,700 yep, mile. There it is. Oh, wait, no, it's n- ending in nine days. It won't be done by
2: next week. Let's go to a live <laughs> question. Live oh, question. Boy. Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, hey, what's up? What can I do for you? This, producer this, is Ethan? A, this was a question for Doug, but I feel like uh, you might have a Oh, you're going to ask me a question? Oh, yeah, I might as well. You know, Doug's got to sort out some stuff over <laughs> there. <laughs> He's got to catch up on his pre show prep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he wanted to know if Doug would be willing to pay a ridiculous price for a dream car, even if he should. And we all know what the answer to that oh, is God, but tyler yes. how about you
1: absolutely there is like one or two cars i will bankrupt myself for <laughs> um i don't care who tells me not to but if they ever come up for sale i will ruin my life to really? have these cars 100 percent.
2: the the pros really outweigh the cons that much
1: oh yeah and they're just so unbelievably rare that yeah, like sure. i just what, and what, look they're not is... like five hundred thousand dollars but still sure. i would what i would is, make what some poor the decisions uh a green 996 gt3 and the interior oh that part doesn't matter doesn't matter they're black
0: okay there's only like
1: three of them so he can't yeah there's not many but the green 996 gt3 if one came up for sale i'd do whatever i could i'd sell all my cars i'd get whatever loan i had to (laughs) that car will be because that car is going to die with me pretty much
2: there's the answer
1: so
0: ferrari f50 Okay. The vehicle I picked for you much earlier in the week when I was prepping for the yes. show is, and I'm picking this because I like them, 2006 Range Rover Sport Supercharged. They call it a launch edition. It's not really the case. It is the Vesuvius Orange Ooh, yes. with a 20-inch Stormer wheels, black interior. There are very few of these left that are anywhere near halfway clean uh clean carfax ninety-two thousand miles and it's that awesome orange sunset gold whatever um yeah that's about all you need that uh, has not had the air suspension converted to coil overs which is something you probably should do but looks like it's been taken really good care of
1: yeah uh, so these, these look so good in orange yes they do oh my goodness the problem is is i have No idea what these are worth at all. Sweet. Um, so I'm gonna hazard a guess and say uh 35.
0: (laughs) Yep, nope, that's high. That's real high. Is this gonna go for like 15, Doug? Uh well, I don't know because it's so clean, it might go nuts just because there aren't any. This might be the only one that's ever sold on Bring a Trailer. (laughs) Um okay so you're at 35 for the Range Rover. I got to think about my 2015 V8 Vantage GT. Okay. Yeah, where where um, would you be on this? What did I say? Uh, 120? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm good there. I think yeah. Cuz you could buy you could almost buy a V12 Vantage coupe for that, but a late model Vantage GT should carry a premium 6,000 miles. I don't know. I might be a little high, but whatever. I think I'm probably a lot high based on your
1: reaction. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yikes. All right, this Um, is where my streak ends. This is when I lose the game. That's all right. It's all right. Probably won't be as bad as your uh, century
0: hearse, though. Ooh, get him. Wow. Get him. Can't help it when cars go for world records. Dan, how far (laughs) off am I on the 2015 Aston Martin on a guess? Quickly, because you're not on mic. <laughs>
2: He's thinking. I feel like it went for like, he feels like it went for 60 or 70 or 80
0: Awesome. So I'm way off. Really that cheap, Dan? Okay. All well, right. We both suck. Yep. Let's I go. Stop paying attention after, like, 2012 to Aston Martins. Okay. Props and flops brought to you by Switch Cars. We have the flops for next week. That is our guesses on the auctions. Yes.
1: Uh Let's see. Switchcars is the enthusiast dealership where we buy, sell, consign, service, and store only cars that we like ourselves. So check out our hand picked inventory at switchcars.com. And our pick of the week from Switchcars inventory is. It is a
0: 1966 Ford Mustang Fastback. It is friggin' gorgeous. It is ivy green with white stripes. It is essentially a GT350. Clone, but with a lot of modernized stuff. Don't call it a resto mod because it doesn't really look modern, but it has a Ford Racing 363 crate engine over 500 horsepower. Uh fully built internals, forged steel crankshafts, forged steel I-beam connecting rods. Sounds like they're building a friggin' bridge. Uh mall forged pistons, yada yada yada, Tremec five-speed transmission, uh modern clutch linkage, uh Ford Motorsport aluminum drive shaft. The list goes on. It sounds mental, it looks awesome, and it's just super cool. God, it's so cool. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so that one's going to be on our website soon. Inquire within if you are interested. Uh, our flop of the week, an Aston Martin DB9 in Portland, Maine was posted on Wrecked Exotics with a demolished front end. The caption, quote, swerved out of the way of a crazed gerbil running around on the road. A gerbil? Aren't, aren't gerbils small? Yes. Well, a lot of people smoke weed in Portland. Ah, I see. S- so, it's very highly probable nah. that the crazed gerbil didn't exist. There's
2: no way a gerbil is running around in the streets. That just seems wild. I mean, that to me. also
0: could happen in, in Portland, Maine, but it's <laughs> also more also highly valid. likely yeah. that it was in his head. <laughs> but there's a public service announcement for all people because I can't tell you the number of cars I've seen on Wrecked Exotics that was swerved out of the way of x animal mm-hmm. and then like flipped lost control, car blew up in flames, yada, 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 I'm like, none of that is worse, no, all of it is worse than just running into the stinking deer, like a moose, yeah, okay, you swerve for that, sure, but the rest of them, you just friggin run over' them. grab grab your stinking vegan non leather <coughs> steering wheel, grip it hard, That's right, That's close right. your eyes and just okay maybe don't close your eyes
2: well or you're driving if you're if you're bracing for a, we have a mutual friend i don't even know if you know who it is but they, they hit a horse at one point um, that's, um, what yeah oh yeah man where's this going that's the whole story that's they, the whole they story hit, they hit a horse oh yeah. they hit
0: a horse i thought you said they had a horse i'm like cool no, that story
2: sucks my <laughs> story is good <laughs> we had a mutual friend they had a horse yeah that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, No, they nailed a horse, Ethan man. Like, Ethan <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Thank
0: you. Be here all week. Prop of the week. This is why he's the producer. <laughs> the <laughs> Nissan Altima is going to be
2: discontinued. Oh. oh. Womp womp. RIP, big Altima energy. If I had anything right. left in my
1: glass, I'd man. pour it out.
0: Ah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so what vehicle do we think is going to take its place as the uh, king of the heap for credit-challenged buyers, multiple daddy, baby mamas, drama queens, uh... Those looking to commit crimes, et cetera, et cetera. Expired uh, temp tags.
1: Producer Ethan, didn't you coin Sorrento moment on a recent That was was a Bailey
2: Walton thing. Was it? I
0: don't think they made enough of those. Oh, that's true. I feel like it's something already in the running, like a Mopar product, (laughs) maybe. It's going to be like a
1: base 300. Do they make base 300s anymore?
0: Uh, I don't know. Chrysler 200? Well, they stopped making those. Mm, yeah. Chrysler. So that, that is the question. Everybody asks us questions. That's our question to the viewers. What vehicle do you think is going to take over for the Nissan Altima?
2: We got a few guesses already. Oh, we, we do. Got, we got Dodge Dart, Dodge Journey. We I, got a- said, I said Mopar. <laughs> you did. Come on. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this ends the normal uh, segments of our show, and uh, we're going to jump into Tip Talk afterwards. So if you have questions, fire them into the chat, and we'll do a, a bonus round of live discussion with our viewers. Uh, for the rest of you, thank you for joining us. Thank you to our sponsors, BoxCast, Nuts for Sticks, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, Parallel Printworks, and Stephen Homewoodworking. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream the full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available next Monday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Head over to switchcast.live to find out where you can stream our podcast and catch up on old episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. as we look forward to edifying, educating, and entertaining you on the drive of your life.